Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You read these stories and you think, what country is this happening in? Oh, ours? Really? Seriously? Makes you shake your head, but um, I mean, think think about this as a parent, that, you know, you have two young boys, both have a deadly genetic disease, and only one will have access to a cutting-edge treatment. Now, how, how do you live with that impossible choice? The parents of eight-year-old Andre and his little brother, Josh, who's six, uh, well, they had no choice, and their parents had no choice. It was all made for them. Andre, the uh, older child, has been selected to be part of a drug trial where he gets access to a very expensive but effective treatment called Sendeco, and I may be pronouncing that wrong, but I'll get that checked. Uh, But Josh can't get the drug, and his parents can't afford the mile-high costs. It's $250,000 a year. $250,000 a year. So here you have one child who has the opportunity to improve his life. And, you know, Andre is able to run and play and get a breath of fresh air, but his baby brother Josh is declining day after day. I mean, think about that as a parent, what that would be like to live with. And then kind of look around. Look around the province of Ontario and all the waste we have seen over the last couple of decades. I mean, you think about the waste and who it could have helped. And it's families like this. Let's bring in mom to this conversation. Sasha Lehoyan is her name. She's the mother of both Josh and Andre. Good to have you. Hi, Alex. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for joining us. I mean, it's sad that you even have to come on and fight your cause. But um, I have to wonder as a parent... What is it like um, to be told the best of news and yet the worst of news? Um, yeah, you know what? It, it is awful what it's kind of turned into. Um, when we first got the news uh, that Andre was selected to be on this drug trial, it's it's a random draw uh, at SickKids. Um, we were really happy because actually Andre, uh, a little backstory, he, he was diagnosed at four years old um, and Joshua was two years old when he was diagnosed. So Andre, being a little bit older, had already suffered some, some damage, some permanent damage. So he, he was always having a bit of a, a rougher go with this disease than his brother um, until he got on this drug. And now it's just amazing to watch Andre thrive. Um, but now Josh is starting to show those those same symptoms, the chronic symptoms of the disease, which, um, yeah, that's, that's the hard part. And when Andre was selected, uh, this was just over a year ago, we still had hopes, and you did get the name right, it was Sendeco that okay. he was selected for. We knew that the drug, or Canby, had been approved by Health Canada, and um, we had hopes that that was going to be funded within the year. So we kind of thought, okay, Andre's getting... Deco as part of the trial, and, and Josh is going to be able to, to get on or can be soon, so we're, we're good. And now this catastrophe has just happened with or can be, and the, now the drug company doesn't even want to bring Sendeco, um 
through the, the rest of the, the evaluation process that it has to go through in Canada. So it's just turned into a, a nightmare. 4,200 Canadians have cystic fibrosis. It's a very cruel, cruel disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are the three gene-modifying drugs, the Syndeco, Kaladico, and Orcombi that you mentioned. Yeah. Why are they so expensive? You're not the first person that I have talked to in this struggle. I mean, I remember a little girl that we dealt with for a long time, Maddie, trying to get her cystic fibrosis medicine, but they always have to fight for it. Why do these yeah. kids and those who have cystic fibrosis have to fight so hard for medications? Yeah, you know what, I, I'm so glad you brought that up. And, and I do want to point out that we are really fortunate um, to have a drug company willing to invest in cystic fibrosis treatments. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many rare diseases that get no interest from drug companies because of exactly this scenario. Um, developing a rare disease drug is so much different than developing a, a more common drug for a common disease, say, such as asthma. Um, but the government reviews these common drugs and rare disease drugs under the same lens. Um, so the big picture here is... <laughs> There's, there's a, a bigger problem. Um, you know, Canada really needs to develop some kind of strategy for reviewing these, these rare disease drugs so this doesn't keep happening. And, and when we talk about this $250,000 price tag, you'd probably be surprised to hear that um, it doesn't have to be $250,000. If our government, if our health minister would sit down and negotiate with Vertex, the pharmaceutical company, they would they could drop the price. They have done this. They have negotiated with 14 other countries and have dropped that $250,000 price tag. So all those other countries, including the States and Australia, um, they're publicly funding it for all of their CF patients. And what kind of response have you gotten from any kind of health officials or anybody in political circles? Have you talked to your MPP? Have you gone through those chains? Yeah, we have. Uh, we've actually met my husband and I with with several MPPs. Um, a lot of them have said they wanted to help, and you know we've had to explain the scenario, um, teach them about the disease because a lot of people just don't know what what it's about. Um, so we we have, and uh, they've said they're gonna try and do something. But um, as far as anything actually happening, and not. Not too much has happened, and, and the big meeting would be with the health minister. Um, our MPP, Jim Wilson, he, he's been pretty supportive uh, so far, and uh, he's, he's written some nice letters. He has some questions uh, pending for the health minister to answer, um, but... The yeah, talk is we, cheap. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. Josh needs help. And so take me through, just so people have an understanding, what is it like in your house as a family when you've got one little boy who is thriving uh, because he's been able to get access to medicine and you've got another little boy who's starting to struggle? Yeah, I I don't know if I can even uh, talk about that without getting emotional. I bet. But but no, I'd like to to share that, obviously. Um, One of the biggest things that we've we've noticed right right now, um, because Josh is still young, um, but, but yeah, he... He caught, he's got starting to develop a chronic cough, um, and when he gets sick, he's getting sick for a lot longer periods than his brother. And uh, it's it's the coughing himself to sleep at night that that definitely gets to me. Um, and then waking up coughing in the morning and coughing through the night uh, very often, and it keeps it keeps me awake. It keeps my husband awake, and you know he's got to get up to go to work in the morning and. Uh, it's just stressful knowing that that coughing is leading to, we know what it's leading to, um, you know, the progression of, of the disease and, and infections. And we've been dealing with, 
with all that Joshua got. Um, he just got the flu last mm-hmm. summer. And to be honest, like he still hasn't recovered fully yeah. from it. He's had to start two new medications um, since getting the flu, um, one inhaled treatment and another um, like a puffer type treatment and uh, just to try and ease those those symptoms. And is it tough for, for Andre? I mean, do the boys understand what's going on? I mean, is it tough for the boys? <laughs> We, you know what, we really try and keep a very positive um, mindset in the house. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're very particular on what we do share with them. Um, we don't say things like, mm-hmm. you have a deadly disease at this age. Um, I don't think they could quite comprehend that yet. Um, they just know if they don't do their treatments, um, they could get very sick and, and end up going in the hospital because they have. Um, Andre, before he started the drug, he, he got so sick, his, his lung collapsed at one point. He was hospitalized for two weeks for that. Um, so he remembers that. And, but that's kind of as far as we, as we go with, with explaining it to, to them. And uh, as for this, this drug thing, you know, they have done um, a couple of, of photos and stuff uh, for their, our local newspaper. And it's funny, Andre knows the drug helps him. Um, and he, it's, it's kind of cute. He thinks that if, if Josh can get the drug and, and if all the other CF patients can get the drug, he won't have to uh, be part of the trial anymore. And part of what going with the trial is, is a lot of blood work, yeah. um, you know, all the, the nasty stuff that comes along with, with being part. So it's, it's kind of cute. He wants to not have he wants to be able to take the drug and, and not have to do the pokes and and all the extra things that come along with it um what what is the what is the and i don't have a lot of time left but what is um the prognosis then does does andre stay on this medication can he come off does it cure is there a cure at all for this and, and what is the window for josh i mean what needs to happen and when the, the earlier the better for for anybody you know they're they're starting to, to put these drugs um in babies uh, or give these drugs to babies in other countries um, that are moving along, moving forward. Um, so, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's a fatal disease, and and if you don't have proper treatment, um, you you will die young from it. And uh, these drugs just they they help correct the problem at a cellular cellular level. So they're, they're just slowing the disease progression. Um, it's not exactly a cure yet, but if you can get kids on these drugs right now uh, at a young age, they'll definitely live healthily to, to see that cure and, and save a lot of, uh, a lot of pain and, and save a lot of money in the future for, um, for the healthcare system. Well, I uh, I sure am glad you talked to us, and we'll keep the word going because, uh, you know, I asked you, was there any kind of GoFundMe campaign? And as you rightly pointed out, you know, 250000 a year, it's not like it's a one-time thing. You need, bottom line, it's a systematic uh, change that needs to happen, um, and really that can only happen if the province and those in charge make it happen. But we'll uh, stay on this and, and see where the journey takes us. And, Sasha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. I very much appreciate it. That is uh, Sasha Hoyan uh, joining us. And and I'd love to give you an email address. Maybe you could send her something. But again, it's not going to fix it. Sasha and all these parents or or those going through the the, the fight against cystic fibrosis. And it's not the first time I've told one of these stories where these people are fighting for their lives. And they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to. We have a universal health care system. We're told it will take care of us. And every single day we hear these headlines where it fails, it drops the ball, it doesn't serve this person, it doesn't serve that person. We just had a provincial government, you know, come out with pharmacare for everybody. 
it didn't make sense at all. And people that had health plans were saying, why are we paying? Why are we not paying for any of this stuff when you've got people like Sasha fighting for their children's lives and they can't get access to anything? It's just so backwards. So I do hope that people do listen. And I certainly hope someone in the Ford government hears this woman because it's not just her. There are several parents across this province who are, have children through no fault of their own are staring death in the face because they can't get access to something that only the government can make happen. It just should not be happening. If, if, uh, if we truly have a universal care system, then make it that. And if we don't, then give people an option. Because you're holding people like Sasha and her two kids, Josh and Andre, hostage. And it is not okay. We will stay on top of this and see. And I hope to God it takes us somewhere. But we will stay on top of it. If we have to shame the government to do something, I'm happy to do so. Because this shouldn't be happening.